Welcome to Wine 30 Podcast with Andrew and Lindsay. Where we talk about hot topics and drink wine. You can now follow us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. You only call when you're wasted. Hello, world! Here we are on another episode of the Wine 30 Podcast. We're back. And we're excited to be here. We are. Today we are drinking Revelation Pinot Noir 2016 Vintage. The, uh, it is from France. And this was a Trader Joe's exclusive that it said they weren't getting back. It was like one of their special like treasure wine yeah, things. Yeah, it's true. We got and, one of the last ones. So. I tried it the other day, but I'm currently on a alcohol cleanse for six weeks. So She is, but she did try it. And she will be tasting and spitting out the alcohol. Yeah. Maybe I'll take, like, a swallow. But I'm also on uh, cutting back, because... Well, for, like, health-wise, I feel like it's good to take a six-week break. Well, like, Let my body. all these articles just yeah. recently, and they're like, no alcohol is the best alcohol, is the safest. Even though... But I'm like... Other well, articles tell you that a glass or two of wine is really healthy for you. I think it's open so, for debate, especially But wine. on this trip, we have been drinking too much cider, which is just super high in sugar. Most so, of it, yeah. Except for the really good stuff. Well, I mean, even that is still like 10, 11 grams of Six grams. Sugar, yeah. yeah. Which isn't like out of control, but if you're binge drinking, then yeah, it's a big deal. We're not normally binge drinking, but... Sometimes. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, we're just... Oh. So, we're being so, conscious of our, ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But this wine is a very good wine. Would be great with the charcuterie board with like meats and like heartier cheeses. Yeah, I would also be giving it a burger, mid-rare. Or, like, if you were doing, like, a spaghetti with, like, sausage and stuff in it. Yeah, you could... that might be a little too heavy, but it could be. Depends on yeah. the spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. So, we will get right into topics. We will. Here's the first one. I don't think Andrew has heard this yet. Mm-mm. But AP Bio, one of our favorite shows on the air right now. It was just announced that it is canceled. Oh, no. So they have four more episodes they're going to show, and then... Were they just not getting enough views or what? I actually don't know. I feel like they gave them a Friday night slot, which is, like, not a great... Friday night? Or Thursday night. Oh, Thursday seems okay. I guess Thursday's not bad. For some reason, I thought it was on Friday. That's probably part of the reason that they're not doing well. But I'm hoping that it gets picked up by, like, Hulu or something. Because Hulu's been really good about picking up some shows that get canceled by the networks. Well, that's what we watched on. Yeah, but I mean, like, it would be a Hulu show. Like how the, like how Mindy Kaling's show, like, was canceled by the network and then they added it to... Like, they had the new seasons on Hulu, even though they weren't on TV. And it sucks because, like, the directors and producers and actors all say it's, like their favorite project they've ever worked on and the one they're the most proud of and then it got canceled so i think it's pretty good it's fun and they were like you know what we just like started hitting our stride and now it's that's it yeah (laughs) so if you haven't seen ap bio maybe go on hulu or whatever and catch up and then send lots of angry tweets telling them to pick it up elsewhere (laughs) um but I think if they were to get picked up by another network, all the actors and stuff would definitely come back for that. And then Princess Diaries 3 
I guess, is a go. Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews both said they were on board. Mm. There is a script that's been written. The producer says she's ready. Yeah. So 15 years after the first Princess Diaries, going to be getting a third one. Yeah. We went and saw Booksmart the other day. We did. It deserves the title that it's got. I mean, the, all the hype. Yeah. Deserves the hype. So it has, like, last I checked, it had a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, like, crazy high. But it's not doing super well in the box office because it's up against John Wick, the Avengers, the Avengers which all Pikachu, of those are whatever. Temporary, like those are like quick. You know that quick. Uh, what do you call it? Quick satisfaction, but then it doesn't it's in, last. It's like drinking. It's like drinking a Red Bull, or like a Coke. Yeah, like instant gratification. And then you know, and then you have Booksmart. Which is like drinking a glass of red wine, you know? So No, I feel like it's more like opening up a bottle of whiskey. Oh, yeah. Because it, like, sits on your, wherever you keep your for whiskey some. for, like, months yeah. or years for or, like... Some. Yeah, you don't... it sticks around. It's like the Kaminsky method, you know? Kaminsky. He likes to make up the name every time. Yeah. But, but it's what... If you have seen that, that's a great um, Netflix show. But what we're saying is it's one of those things where... Things will come up in conversation with people later, and it's something you'll reference back to and be like, oh, have you seen Booksmart? Because in this movie, blah, blah, blah happened. It was really funny. And, like, not like like you were... Not, like, cheesy funny. Not, like, slapstick. It was, like... It was really witty. It was just, like, witty, and then it was, like, really genuine. And it's um, prevail of high school. Yeah. And I felt like... They were very inclusive of different races, different body types, different sexualities. Yeah. And it, they didn't make it cheesy or weird or even point it out. Like, you know how, what's that movie, um, Kick-Ass, or the one with, um, where he gets the fake ID? And like, super bad. Super bad, thank you. Yeah. Uh, like, that's kind of cheesy in my mind and, like, not realistic. You yeah. Know? And, like, it's very, like, magical and, like, ugh, like but this is more, like fun and like determination and i feel like everything that happened in it is possible there's some funny part people that just like pop up at every part like yeah but i feel like this movie is more likely to actually happen than like super bad i think it represents us better or represents my personality a little better yeah so go check out Booksmart. you know help those box office numbers it's worth it get one of the comfy seats we got the recliners it was really fun and it was written and directed by females. Which is... And it's I really hard to get movies written and directed by females, like Greenlit by yeah. studios. So if it does really well and it does well in the box office, they're more likely to greenlight more similar projects. Mm. So. And the actresses and actors are really good. Yeah. And they, they didn't like... It wasn't like a one-time thing with it all the people like they reoccurred it was like reoccurring actors like they they didn't introduce any characters that didn't come back yeah later so. in the film worth it yeah it's um, like sometimes you go to movies and you're like man we spent like 20 bucks a ticket on that after popcorn and everything and like that was such a waste you know do you know any movies that like that stick in your head like that that we've been to. I mean, the train wreck with Amy Schumer was kind of like that. Yeah, I don't even remember that movie. 
Where it was one of those ones where <laughs> I'm like, I would have rather just watched that on Netflix. Yeah, I must have fallen asleep or something. Oh man, that's awful. There are a few. There's stuff like that for sure. Um. So another female-based thing that I've been watching is the Bold Type. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. And they're on season three. Yeah. I just caught up on season three because I'd watched the first two seasons. And it's kind of like Sex in the City, but more for millennials. And they hit on more like current topics. Lindsay's always like, oh, you're, you're not interested in this. You don't want to watch this. But then, then she'll <laughs> skip like four episodes ahead. I'm like, dude, I was watching that. And you're like, no, you weren't watching that. She's like, nah, you weren't <laughs> watching that. No, you're not interested. I'm just and like, as yeah, I'm yeah. binge watching it. <laughs> Like, it looks, like, really interesting. I'm really enjoying this show. But they talk about, like, different hot topics on every episode. Kind of, like, oh, new do. things come up all the time. See, that's probably why I like it. And <laughs> I actually took a couple topics from the show. Oh, cool. For yes. our thing today. So the first one is, like, do you think that journalists, when they're interviewing someone, do you think that they should have to be, like, oh, this is where I work for this is what this article is for, this is for blah, blah, blah. Or should people, or should it not matter what it's for, like? Honestly, I feel like journalists should almost not be working for a particular... Like, they should... Like, they should be freelance, you know? Yeah. Where they're like, I'm going to do the best and write it the way I want, and then... And then whatever publication picks it up. Exactly, because it reflects their morals a little better. Because the thing is, is, like, some journalists aren't really journalists, I guess you could say. Yeah. And they'll, like, manipulate it into, like, a perspective that suits the um, agenda of the large corporation. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? So they could demean the character of the person or, I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. So on the show, there's a character who's a writer and she's, like trying to get information about this photographer that's been abusing her models yeah like mentally psychologically physically whatever so she's been trying to get information from people that worked with her but as soon as she says what magazine she's from no one wants to talk to her because they just had a big email hack so they're like oh well it's gonna get leaked that i was the one who told you blah 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 but yeah you want to protect her so then she's like well maybe i shouldn't tell people where i'm from and her boyfriend is like, well, that's ethically wrong. You can't not tell him where you're from. Yeah. So, like, ethically, do you think it's wrong to not state? I mean, I think they should do better. If you're trying to protect your sources like that, I think it would be better to, like, build a relationship with your source. Yeah. You know, and, like, have some sort of trust. Because I feel like trust doesn't, you don't just trust somebody. Like, it's very hard to be like, oh, I met you and now I trust you. So I think, like, there needs to be some, like, trust building. And the only way to do that is to, like, be vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. maybe share something about yourself. So, that's what I think. I think you should spend time and, and like, invest in the person that you're going to ex- be, like, exploiting their information. Do you agree with that? Yeah. What do you think? Well, and then it brings me to my second topic that's to do with the show. Well, what's your opinion about it? Like, if they should have to state where they're from. I actually like your thing about how more journalists should be like freelance and be writing yeah. because it's something they're passionate about and want to talk about and then whatever publication picks it up it's great yeah but most people work for a company yeah and I like think the new york times or, or a magazine or whatnot whatever vogue magazine whatever yeah. so it's like 
it's like you can't do you can't just like say they're not journalists but if they're selling out their which for some people they want to say where they're working from because people are more likely to talk to them like if you say oh i work for vogue sometimes yeah. like well of course you want to be in vogue which reminds me of so there was this show called pretty wild that was on e and it started around the same time as the kardashians and it was about these high school age girls who lived in like an affluent neighborhood in Calabasas or whatever. Yeah. And the one, like one of the girls was arrested for being part of the bling ring. Yeah. Which was that group of high schoolers that would go to celebrities' houses and yeah, deal their yeah, stuff. So she didn't, did like an interview with Vanity Fair to tell her side of the story. Yeah. And she was like, well, this is great. Like Vanity Fair is like a super reputable magazine. So she did this interview, and then it came out, and the journalist had like changed what she See, had said and twisted unbiased. it around. And it yeah. was like she said yes to that interview because it was a reputable magazine. Yeah. And then they just twisted it to make it a more interesting story. Yeah. And then <laughs> on the show, there's a very famous phone call of her calling up the lady, and like, oh, it was the funniest thing. Nancy Joe is the lady who did the article, but. Google pretty wild Alexis Nyers. You could just no look up phone call, and it is yes. one of the funniest YouTube videos you will ever see. Oh, okay. And she actually has a podcast now. You're not gonna tell us what happened. You just watch the video; it is so good. Okay. Okay, so we are going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. We will be back. This episode of the Wine Thirty podcast is sponsored by Sagely Naturals. I've had horrible achy muscles after working out and the only thing I found recently that has really helped is Sagely Naturals. Their products have really made a difference for me in like post-workout muscle stirring. If you're feeling stressed, if you have occasional discomfort, work out too hard, or are just looking for basic relief, Sagely Naturals has CBD infused lotions, sprays, supplements, and essential oils that can help. I am obsessed with the lotion. Andrew likes the capsules, but I'm a lotion girl myself. Um, It has the CBD in it, which you can find in broccoli and kale, but it's so much more abundant in hemp, which is why Sagely Naturals uses hemp CBD, and they make sure that they extract out all of the THC so that you're not getting any of the psychoactive effects. Sagely Naturals products are quadruple lab tested and made with honest plant-based ingredients. All products are free of parabens, synthetic fragrances, artificial colors, dyes, and sulfates. Sagely Naturals help me get back to doing the things that I love, and I think it can help you too. Go to sagelynaturals.com slash wine30 for 20% off your order. That's S-A-G-E-L-Y naturals.com slash wine30 for 20% off your first order today. sagelynaturals.com slash wine30. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are back. And welcome. Thank you for We're staying back. with us. All right. So, so I now have a related topic to the bull type once again. The bull type. Go for so, it. So back to talking about how the person wouldn't talk to her. It was because their workplace email or their whole workplace in general was hacked. And they re- they uh, released everyone's emails from, like, the entire company. Uh-huh. So my question is, 
Is there ever, like you've had multiple workplace emails throughout the years. Would it like terrify you if like a company you worked for, like if the emails were getting released or would you be like, I don't care? Uh, Nothing to hide. I don't know. I, I think that's like, it wouldn't scare me because like I would keep it pretty, I always keep it pretty professional, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that would be more detrimental to my coworkers. And it's like, I just don't care that much about like the upper management yeah. just because of the way they treat people. Like, yeah. ethically, I think people sacrifice a lot when they try to, like, cut people down to get a leg up in a company. Mm-hmm. So, like... I feel like I would almost be excited if workplace emails got leaked. No, me too. Um, I feel like I never have anything interesting about people in my emails because, like, I assume they can read my emails at any time. Like, I'm not out of my way, like, yeah. trying to make people look bad in my emails. Like, I'm just trying to be as honest and, like, transparent as possible anyway. So, it's, like, you know, they can always be, like, oh, you're headed off in a dark direction, Andrew. You know, if they think Mm. that I'm going, like, somewhere dark or whatnot. Yeah. But... I think it's a scare tactic to get people to buy um, software protection. You know what I mean? Like, million-dollar software protection. Because yeah. nobody really cares about the emails getting leaked except for the people that do care. And they well, have Well, it care. was a bigger deal in the show because it was a magazine. Yeah. So it's like... So that is a bigger deal, yeah. So if they said something rude about a designer in an email... Then it's like that designer's... they have information about upcoming articles and stuff yeah, and like true. contact information that and things like that. Yeah. So in my workplace, I feel like my emails were never that interesting like i probably had google chats that were like relatively like rude towards people every so often just because it's like if you were in a bad mood you'd get on google chat and like chat your coworker from across the room and be like oh my gosh i'm so frustrated i would feel a little bit bad if my emails got leaked just because like i would be like oh like we these pickers couldn't figure out where this stuff was and it was found on the floor you know like but i wouldn't really feel that bad I mean, that that's not even... Because I'm pretty sure, like, my managers would show that, Yeah, but that, so. you don't really have, like, personal... You're not sharing, like, personal information on your email, so it doesn't No, really... I'm not doing that, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to let Andrew talk oh, about... Oh, I do have a topic. His yeah. topic. So, my topic is related to work as well, so it's a good segue. Um, so, what... We've talked a little bit about this, and it's about how generations approach like work differently and so that what they're saying or what what our grandparents I think it was my grandparents said that um, we always try to we're standing up more for ourselves in work environment yeah. where it's like older generations like kind of put up with it and like just keep their mouth shut and just suffer through it and stay for like 50 years years and then retire and there's also an epidemic that's happening right now i just read an article um about it where a lot of companies weren't hiring older people Mm -hmm. so they had an ageism yeah like age discrimination so they were hiring like younger people because they thought that they were like better workers and stuff but now it turns out that like a lot of companies are searching out people that are older like 40s and whatnot because they're looking for somebody more mature for their company and someone who's more likely to like 
boost your tension. Yeah, where as opposed to like somewhere like J.P. Morgan and like these big companies, like kind of corrupt banking companies or whatnot, or just companies in general, corporations, they're searching out like younger, more talented people, as they put it, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, that's kind of like, that is ageism. Yeah. That's discrimination, you know, if you look at it. And so I think like back in the 50s or whatever, when they say that kind of things, they would just kind of tough it out and stay with the company. It was like a scare tactic. And nowadays, it's like, well, like, 40-year-olds are still in college sometimes. Like, they're going back, and they're, like, investing their time, and they're learning, and they're growing. And I think it was, like, kind of, like, um, maybe in the 50s, people just said, eh, I don't need to, like, keep learning, you know? Like, I don't need to keep expanding my mind. And I think people are working longer, and people are living longer, and people are... Um, well, and people have to work living, longer because, know, like, everything costs so much more to live, and Correct, like, yeah. we're making less money compared to, like, the cost of living. Yeah. And. So that's my topic, and I guess my question is: is like, do you think it's better that, like, like have businesses always been mistreating? their employees like this and do you think it's better that like people are standing up and saying wait a second like you know like we're not going to be treated that way and like there is something here well your grandparents were like I'm really glad that your generation is standing up for themselves because like I wish our generation had been a little bit better about standing up to management or like talking to management or trying to figure out like how to say no how to fix things or like how to say no to things or you know not working themselves to death because they don't know how to say no. Yeah. And, oh, that brings me to the main part of my topic, which is there's this huge taboo now, too, about Mm -hmm. speaking to a new... Say I was going to get... Say I was like... You know, I've had some run-ins with my work, and, like, uh, if I were to tell a new employee, oh, why did you leave this work? If I were to tell them the honest reason, because I Mm -hmm. think we ought to strive to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, as honest as we can. Like, I don't think you should divulge, like, your necessarily opinions about a person, but I don't think you should have to hide the facts, you know? Yeah. But I think that maybe a hiring manager might look down on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, because then they're like, oh, are they going to bad talk this company if they leave this company? Or like, Yeah, or, oh, yeah, like, oh, troublemaker. And I think that's wrong to look at, like, a perspective like that. Like, I think companies and managers should be looking for people that are trying to fix problems. Yes. You know, and, like, for people that are willing to stand up and say, hey, wait a second, like, we should be working together and management should also be working to better the lives of people around them. Not, like, holding them down and pressing their employees. Especially if you want to grow in this economy. Yeah. So you reminded me of something that I was reading on the internet today. Oh, yeah? So millennials and the younger generation, what are they called, Gen Z? Yeah. Whatever they're called. They um, So they're not really saving for retirement. And they were like, why are these young people not really saving for retirement? In, like, the same way that, like, the older generations well, did. Well, it's, like, almost impossible, yeah. So, well, actually, after pulling people, what they found out is that the majority of our generation feel like the earth is doomed. <laughs> oh, really? And that, was it like 
over 75% of millennials were like, well, climate change is like happening. It's really scary. Like this is something we need to be putting money and energy and like things toward because like if we don't stop it, like our kids aren't even going to get to grow up because it's crazy. Well, there's tornadoes and there's like heat and, you know, temperature rising. So it's 75% in the older generation, like less than 40%. Yeah, they're all are like cons- are concerned about climate change. Yeah. So it's like our generation is like in a panic. Yeah. And the older generations are like, why are you saving anyway. for retirement? And it's yeah. like, well, that and the fact that a lot of people from our generation and the younger generation are like, well, we're paying all this money to Social Security, which we're never going to see. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And also we're being underpaid. We're being discriminated and oppressed when we're supposed to be able to problem solve and fight these like huge like problems you know yeah it's like we should be like being encouraged to like figure out solutions right Mm -hmm. but instead we're being oppressed and like people are trying to screw over employees that have good intentions so they can get one up and get a bigger paycheck so i don't know that's the real world share your opinions that us. is an opinion, but it's also the truth. I'm not talking about you. Oh. I just want to hear our listeners. Oh, yeah, opinions. I know. I want to hear it. We get so fired up on this podcast. And, like, we uh, want to hear your, like, perspectives, yeah. too. Um, so, be sure to listen to The Batch Report, our new podcast about The Bachelorette. If you I watch know. The Bachelorette. It's actually going very well. I'm totally stoked about it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't and, think I was going to like The Bachelorette. Yeah. But, you know. So be sure to check it out, and we will talk to you next week on the Wine 30 Podcast. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time.